0: Peace be upon you. So there's the story of these two individuals and they're sitting at the bank of a river. And as they're sitting there, all of a sudden they hear these screams of a child who's floating down the river. So they frantically jump in and save the child, only to find moments later, another child is coming down the river. Same thing, gasping for air. So they're constantly saving these children. And eventually they're getting tired and exhausted. And one of the guys starts moving up the river. And the other individual, Yells at him, asking where he's going and he responds back. I'm going up to find the person who's throwing these kids in the river. The moral of this story is a lot of times we focus on the wrong problems. We're focusing on the symptoms and not the source of the problem. And this is very applicable to a lot of the uh, hysteria that's taking place today. Going on two years of dealing with the coronavirus, you still have individuals who are hysterical if you're not wearing a mask or if you don't have the latest booster or vaccine. And they're constantly pumping fear into the people. And they're telling individuals that if you only do these things, if you only wear a mask, if you only get your shot and your booster and all this other stuff, then you'll be protected. Then you will be safe. But what these individuals are doing is they're focusing on the problem downstream. The root of our problems are always one in the same. And it's the only thing that we're going to be able to do to be fully protected, fully secure from all these issues we have in life. And this is a thing that if we focus on, it's going to resolve all our problems, all our fears, all our worries. This concept of being fully vaccinated, the concept of being protected from the coronavirus, but not just the coronavirus, from every single virus, every single problem, every single issue that a human being can face. It's all has to do with one thing. And God tells us this best garment we need to put on in order to be protected from all the hardships, all the pain, all the suffering that individuals will endure if they don't have this protection. And that protection is the garment of righteousness. In Surah 7, verse 26, it reads, O children of Adam, we have provided you with garments to cover your bodies as well as for luxury. But the best garment is, is the garment of righteousness. These are some of God's signs that they may take heed. More important than being vaccinated, more important than wearing a mask, more important than being concerned about where your money's gonna come from or if your kids are protected, is the aspect of having righteousness. That if we garb this garment of righteousness, it's gonna protect us from all ailments that can potentially impact us and our loved ones. In Surah 4, verse 147, it reads, What will God gain from punishing you if you became appreciative and believed? God is appreciative omniscient. That if we want to be protected, that we want to be secure in everything we do, that if we believe, if we're appreciative, then God guarantees that no harm will ever touch us. In Surah 3, verse 174, it reads, They have deserved God's blessings and grace no harm ever touches them for they have attained god's approval god possesses infinite grace what's interesting is the following verse god tells us that it's the devil's system to instill fear into his subjects do not fear them and fear me instead if you are believers for nearly the last two years we have been perpetually inundated with messaging that is perpetually attempting to invoke fear into people, telling people that if they only do the things that these individuals command them, that the people will be protected, and only then they will be safe. This messaging is designed to make people lose faith in God and instead follow these worldly authorities. They argue that these are not matters of faith, but need to be put into the hands of scientists, bureaucrats, and politicians. But giving into such narratives, is thinking these individuals, with their advice, have the ability to benefit us or protect us from hardship. And this is a false belief. The simplest definition of idol worship is to believe anything independent of God has the power to harm or benefit us. In Surah 5 verse 76, it reads, Say, would you worship beside God powerless idols who can neither harm you nor benefit you? God is here omniscient. The moment we think that something besides God has the ability to benefit us or harm us, then we are falling into idol worship. This example is best depicted in the history of Joseph. When Joseph was in prison, he had two prison mates. And they asked Joseph to interpret his dream. And this is what it reads in Surah 12, verse 41 through 42. It reads, O my prison mates, one of you will be the wine butler for his Lord, while the other will be crucified. The birds will eat from his head. This settles the matter about which you have inquired. He then said to the one to be saved, Remember me at your Lord. Thus, the devil caused him to forget his Lord, and consequently, he remained in prison a few more years. Joseph, for that moment, forgot that God was the one who had all control. He thought that his prison mates, through his connection with his Lord, could get him out of prison. And because he made this this mistake, he had to serve a few more years in prison to learn his lesson. What else this verse tells us is that one of the tricks of the devil is to constantly make us forget the simple fact that God is the only one who is in full control. In Surah 10, verse 61, it reads, you do not get into any situation, nor do you recite any Quran, nor do you do anything without us being witnesses thereof as you do it. Not even an atom's weight is out of your Lord's control, be it in the heavens or the earth, nor is there anything smaller than an atom or larger that is not recorded in a profound record. If we not only acknowledge this fact, but act our lives according to it, that God is doing absolutely everything, then God tells us that the outcome of this is that we will have perfect security, perfect peace, perfect happiness. It continues in 1062 through 1064. It says, absolutely, God's allies have nothing to fear, nor will they grieve. They are those who believe and lead a righteous life. For them, joy and happiness in this world as well as in the hereafter. This is God's unchangeable law. Such is the greatest triumph. When God says that this is an unchangeable law, we have to believe this with even more certainty than we have for even the law of gravity. Does anyone have any doubt that when they jump up, that they are only going to come back down to the ground and not float up into space? We have to have that same level of certainty that if we do the things that please God, that God puts us under his protection, that no harm ever touches us. And the fact of this, that this is more true than any other law in the universe, is seen through the example of Abraham. That when his people were trying to intimidate him with their idols and threaten Abraham, that Abraham put them in their place and said that the one that they should fear is God because God is the one who determines what benefits people, and what harms people. And when they didn't understand that and they threw him into the fire, what did God do in that situation? It reads in Surah 6, verse 80 through 82, it says, his people argued with him. He said, do you argue with me about God after he has guided me? I have no fear of the idols you set up. Nothing can happen to me unless my Lord wills it. My Lord's knowledge encompasses all things. Would you not take heed? Why should I fear your idols? It is you who should be afraid, since you worship instead of God idols that are utterly powerless to help you. Which side is more deserving of security if you know? Those who believe and do not pollute their belief with idol worship have deserved the perfect security. They are truly guided. Here is Abraham speaking the truth. They're trying to put fear and intimidation into him through their idols And Abraham is telling them the one that they need to fear is the disobedience to God because God is the one who determines all outcomes, not these idols. The second we give in to these false narratives and believe that these idols can harm or benefit us, we're falling into idol worship. But despite this, his people didn't listen. And what did they do? They attempt to throw him into the fire. And what did God do in response? It continues in 2168 through 70. It reads, they said, burn him and support your gods. If this is what you decide to do. We said, oh fire, be cool and safe for Abraham. Thus they schemed against him, but we made them the losers. Individuals who think that they can bypass God's laws to get the upper hand, that it's going to somehow benefit them. Uh, give them security, protection, by defying God's commandments in the Qur'ans, by forgetting that the source of all their problems is the fact that they've lost this connection with God. To think that by treating these symptoms, that it's going to resolve their problems, it's going to protect them, is a complete fabrication. God is the only one who can provide us protection, security, happiness, and joy. All these other things, vaccines, medications, these are all addressing the symptom but not the problem. For instance, if I have a headache and I take an Advil, thinking that the Advil is going to make my problems go away, that is a form of idol worship. Now, if I understand that God is the one by God's leave that can allow not only my headache to go away, but my problems to go away, then it shows that I know and I understand that the source of all outcomes is God. And it's a subtle difference. If I think that my seatbelt is gonna protect me in a car accident, it's making me think that there's some other entity out there who has control aside from what God wills. All power comes from God. If we think that we can avert an inevitable outcome, be it a blessing or a curse, we're thinking that some other entity beside God has powers. Surah 10, verse 107, it reads, If God touches you with a hardship, none can relieve it except He. And when He blesses you, no force can prevent His grace. He bestows it upon whomever He chooses from among His servants. He is the forgiver, most merciful. The root of every single one of our problems is one and the same is that we've lost our connection with God, that we need to reinforce that connection, that we need to submit wholeheartedly and believe that God is in absolute control, that if we do this, God guarantees He's going to remove anything that troubles our hearts. In Surah 22, verse 15, it reads, If anyone thinks that God cannot support him in this life and in the hereafter, let him turn completely to his Creator in heaven and sever his dependence on anyone else, he will then see that this plan eliminates anything that bothers him. That if we have any doubts about God being able to support us in this life to remove all our problems, all our uh, issues, that if we turn wholeheartedly, 100% devoted to him, that he will remove whatever it is that bothers us. And this is a plan that cannot fail. That if we worship God alone, that if we're appreciative, we do the things that God asks from us, That we are guaranteed perfect health, perfect wealth, perfect happiness. Again, this is an unchangeable law that we have to be as certain of this as we are of gravity. That God will break the other laws of physics in order to enforce this principle. That when Abraham was thrown into the fire, it did not burn him. Psalm 91 of the Bible reads, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. A 1,000 may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say the Lord is my refuge and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent, for He will command His angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands. That if, again, we do the things that God expects from us, that his part of the covenant is that he's going to protect us. He's going to give us perfect health, perfect wealth, perfect happiness. That it's going to solve all the problems, all the ailments we have, all the fears that we have are going to be disseminated. Despite fears by government officials and news media, none of this will matter for us if we do the things that please God. Because these are only idols that they set up to invoke fear into us to make us forget about God's promise to us. Now, some people get the wrong impression. They think because of this that we're invincible. That, for instance, if I jump off a a, a mountain, that God is going to protect me. Or if I go to war, I don't need to bring anything, just a feather and I'll be fine. God tells us that he has a system in this world. And irrespective if you're a believer or a disbeliever, you still have to abide by that system. For instance, God created the fire. But if I choose to stick my finger into the fire, I'm still going to get burned. Because I made that active decision. Now if by God's leave I did not deserve to get burned and someone throws me into the fire, just like Abraham, God will protect me from any pain or suffering. We see in Surah 16 verse 81, it says, And God provided for you shade through things which he created, and provided for you shelters in the mountains, and provided for you garments that protect you from heat, and garments that protect when you fight in wars. He thus perfects his blessings upon you that you may submit. We still use these systems that God has utilized. But the aspect is that when we're things outside of our control, that despite the efforts we make, we know that God is the one who's in ultimate control. God warns us in the Quran not to throw ourselves with our own hands into destruction. In Surah 2, verse 195, it reads, You shall spend in the cause of God. Do not throw yourselves with your own hands into destruction. You shall be charitable. God loves the charitable. Again, God has a system. It's not that, oh, let me just give everything away and live with only the shirt on my back. That God says, for instance, you need to provide for your family. There are certain facets that you're going to need for yourself. But if, God forbid, a tsunami comes and wipes out all your wealth, that if you believe in God, you trust in God, God can renew that for you. God can restore all everything you lost and more. Some people think that, for instance, they found a loophole in God's system, that God says he controls all provisions. Therefore, they don't need to work. They can sit on the couch all day and watch Netflix. But what they've done by doing this is to think that they found a loophole in God's system. That they found a way to obtain provisions without having to work for them. God tells us that there's certain systems that he utilized. Now, it's a different circumstance if you're propelled into it without choice. But if you're actively making a choice, saying, I'm not going to abide by this, that somehow I'm beyond this, I'm above this, then it's as if you're thinking you're outsmarting God. God tells us that when the believers had to go to war, that it was mandatory for them to prepare They didn't go willy-nilly and say, oh, let me just not do anything. God has us protected. No, they, they understood God's system. In Surah 8, verse 60, it reads, You shall prepare for them all the power you can muster and all the equipment you can mobilize, that you may frighten the enemies of God, your enemies, as well as others who are not known to you. God knows them. Whatever you spend in the cause of God will be repaid to you generously without the least injustice. We see another example in Surah 4 verse 102 that in the midst of battles, God told the believers not to let go of their weapons, that if they did, the disbelievers may try to attack them. It reads, when you are with them and lead the Salat for them, let some of you stand guard, let them hold their weapons, and let them stand behind you as you prostrate. Then let the other group that has not prayed take their turn praying with you while the others stand guard and hold their weapons. Those who disbelieve wish to see you neglect your weapons and your equipment in order to attack you once and for all. You commit no error if you are hampered by rain or injury by putting down your weapons so long as you remain alert. God has prepared for the disbelievers a shameful retribution. God, through these verses, is informing us that he has a system that every individual has to abide by. That we can't, again, throw ourselves with our own hands into destruction. But the reality is that if calamity all of a sudden is thrown upon us, that if we're thrust into it, that we have to trust wholeheartedly that God will protect us through this situation. We see the example in Surah 9 verse 40. It says, if you fail to support him, the messenger, God has already supported him. Thus, when the disbelievers chased him and he was one of two in the cave, he said to his friend, do not worry, God is with us. God then sent down contentment and security upon him and supported him with invisible soldiers. He made the word of the disbelievers lowly. God's word reigns supreme. God is almighty, most wise. That if for unforeseen circumstances, we're thrown into an event similar to Abraham, that we have to trust wholeheartedly that God will protect us, that God is in full control. And this is different than living in a perpetual state of fear, thinking that if we do these worldly things, that this is what is going to provide us security and contentment and resolve our problems. Again, the simple act of thinking any entity independent of God has the power to harm or benefit us is idol worship. God is in full control at all times. Meaning that the only thing that matters, the only thing that's going to give us perfect health, perfect wealth, perfect security through all our ordeals is our connection with God, is leading a righteous life, bearing this garment of righteousness. Now, individuals who don't have this level of belief, they're going to try to intimidate us with the idols they set up, these fears that are driving their life and push us To focus on the wrong problems. Rather than focusing on the root of all our problems, they want us to think about, oh, the solution is uh, masks and vaccines and boosters and these other things that are all downstream. The root to all our problems, to all our fears, all our grievances is the aspect of our relationship with God. And we are going to get mocked and ridiculed when we express this to people. But we have to be able to do it without fear of any blame in surah 5 verse 54 it reads "O you who believe if you revert from your religion then god will substitute in your place people whom he loves and love him they will be kind with the believers stern with the disbelievers and will strive in the cause of god without fear of any blame such is god's blessing he bestows it upon whomever he wills god is bounteous omniscient again don't give into the fears of the idols that these individuals created Fear is not a virtue. Fear is only something we apply that if we're afraid, that if we break God's laws, the consequences of that, and we are not concerned about the idols they set up. And again, if we read the verses of Abraham's response to his people when they were trying to intimidate him and invoke fear into him through their idols, this is the response by which we need to live by. Again, in Surah 6, verse 80 through 82, it reads, His people argued with him. He said, Do you argue with me about God after he has guided me? I have no fear of the idols you set up. Nothing can happen to me unless my Lord wills it. My Lord's knowledge encompasses all things. Would you not take heed? Why should I fear your idols? It is you who should be afraid since you worship instead of God. Idols. That are utterly powerless to help you. Which side is more deserving of security if you know? Those who believe and do not pollute their belief with idol worship have deserved the perfect security. They are truly guided. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got comments or questions, please hit us up at crontalk at gmail.com. If you want to follow along the verses of the Quran, please download the Quran Study app on the iOS uh, app store. And if you don't have an iOS device, you can go to cronstudyapp.com website. And if you like the podcast, please leave us a review, share it with others. And until next time, peace and God bless.